Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Sylvie Suddeth of Rams Ministries. Welcome, Sylvie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate well, Sylvie, it. Sylvie, I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about your ministry, uh, Ram Ministries. Can you tell our listeners today what that's all about? So Ram Ministry was birthed out of a passion to help Christians fulfill their calling in life and experience the best of what God has for them and what of, of what Jesus really acquired at the cross for them. Its purpose is to bring restoration, healing of the soul, freedom from bondages. And my personal motto, my personal uh, desire is for the body of Christ to experience John 10.10, that promises us um, abundant life, not only life, but abundant life. My late husband used to say, Jesus did not save us from hell for our life here on this side of heaven to be hell. And that's what RAM ministry is about, really providing the tools, providing the ministry that would allow people to experience that, be set free, be healed, and uh, embrace the calling and for promises of God. Amen. Well, today, Sylvie, you're going to do a teaching on feelings and emotions. Thank you. Correct. Yes. And the uh, starting point of that teaching really is my recent experience with my emotions. Uh, as you know, Angel, a few weeks ago, I became a widow. And uh, part of what I've been experiencing in that grief has been a roller coaster of emotions. Some I expected, like sadness and depression, but other emotions like fear and anger, I never knew could be part of a grief and could be part of um, an event like that. And uh, this has taken me through uh, quite a ride. It's still, of course, I'm still uh, experiencing and, and living through my grief right now, but that had me really question and research uh, the role of our emotions uh, as Christians. And uh, there are several things that can be said about emotions and how they fit in our Christian experience. Like uh, for us women, for instance, we know hormones affect a lot of our emotions and how we feel on any given day. And they can take us through quite a ride. There is no doubt that as a woman, we are taken from highs and lows just because of the physical reality of hormones. So that's one thing already. Then, of course, for all of us, men and women, uh, currently, uh, early 2021, we can all agree that looking back at 2020 and even today, we have been taken through quite uh, an emotional also, journey, uh, regardless of our political opinion, whether the elections going on and the things that took place in the past year around that, regardless of our convictions about COVID, uh, we can all agree these, these things have affected us emotionally and possibly even may have shaken us. So wh what, could, what could God have to say about this experience these emotional experiences like i said for me for instance um i uh i'm experiencing grief i've experienced anger and fear 
following the death of my husband a few weeks ago. But what happened is recently, one day I caught myself and I, what I was doing is I was crippled by fear. And just like you shared earlier, Andrew, with your recent experience surrounding you move uh, with the sale of your house, for me, suddenly I found myself having an emotional response that related to fear, panic attacks, crippling fear. And I, what, what happened is I caught myself. I had been doing one thing repeatedly as soon as I got up, as soon as I would wake up. I would rush to the computer and check the bank account because part of the fear had to do with finances. And one morning I caught myself, I was doing that. I had to check the bank account first thing in the morning, even before anything else. And that was going to determine how I would feel that day. That was going to set the mood for the day, set the um, pattern for the day, whether I would, it would make me feel good or bad. And I realized how wrong it was. First of all, I realized how wrong it was because objectively, when I did check the bank account, there was no reason for fear. So that made me realize this is totally, totally irrational. You have an emotional response, a reaction that is not based on fact, that is totally irrational, that is wrong. And second of all, I realized, okay, instead of starting your day with God, turning to him for reliance, turning to receive from him what you need for the day, you're checking your bank account. So that, that, that shook me and, 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 and I knew there something had to be done and I needed to change something. So that's the truth. We can find ourselves not always understanding why we feel the way we feel about some situation. We find ourselves with an emotional response we cannot even master sometimes. So does God have something to say about these emotions we have? And how are we to handle them or handle ourselves in regards to these emotions? We have been shaken. We are shaken. How can we go back to a place of internal peace and safety and maybe even become that place of peace and emotional safety for others? That's what we are going to um, work together on today. So first, we should clarify what are emotions. Well, they are not our spirit. They are not our body they are part of what we call our soul. And they come in response to our feelings, our senses, our per perception of the environment. Let me give you a few examples of what emotions can be. They can be fear, fear is an emotion, anger, sadness, but also joy. These are examples of emotion. So first we need to remember that we are made in God's image. That will be the starting point. Through the Bible, we see God displaying emotions. Or we are told, for instance, that he is slow to anger. Or to the contrary, we see expressions of his anger. We also read about the joy of the Lord. When we look at the life of Jesus, we read that Jesus cried. That was over Lazarus dying and his family's um, sorrow. We read also that he experienced fear in Gethsemane. That's 
That's in. Sorry about that. That gets in my name. Anyway, yeah, we read that Jesus experienced swing in the Garden of Gethsemane. It says he was distressed. So from all this, we can conclude already that experiencing emotions is not a sin. It's an expression that we are made in God's image. And also, as Jesus Sorry, also we are told that Jesus never sinned. The, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 2 verse 22 that Jesus never sinned. So if he experienced emotions, it means experiencing emotions is not a sin. But then does it mean that it's all good? Well, there are four mistakes we could make regarding our emotions. First of all, we could be denying that we experience them. Really, this would be pointless because we know now that they are from God. He designed us in his image with the ability to have emotions. And God too expresses his emotions. So denying that part of our life experience, denying our emotions can be counterproductive. We would only be hurting ourselves. When Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1 says, fear not, it doesn't say we won't experience fear. It doesn't say fear is not a reality of our experience. Be angry but sin not, says Paul in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26. It doesn't say ignore the anger. It doesn't say the anger is not a reality. It's not an encouragement to pretend that it's not there. That would be the first mistake, denying the reality of our emotions. Second mistake would be to treat emotions like if they were spirits or confuse them with evil spirits. But emotions are not spirits. Remember, they are part of our soul. Back to what we saw earlier, God designed us with emotions in his image. Jesus experienced emotions. We, we read not only that he never sinned despite having emotions, but also we know he had no evil spirit in him. Satan has nothing in me, said Jesus. And that's in John chapter 14, verse 30. So let's not confuse emotions for spirits. And let me let me say that you have every reason to feel the way you feel there's a there's a reason for the way you feel so the last thing you want to hear especially or the last thing you want to be told is that in addition to feeling the way you feel fearful angry sad 
scared, the last thing you want to hear is that something needs to be cast out of you. And a good example, personal example I have with that is from uh, the grief, again, in my current situation, but meeting with good-meaning Christians, people I love dearly, people I do not resent, but while they were well-meaning, they came to me trying to cast out a spirit of grief. Well, when you go through a divorce, when you go through a loss, through the loss of a loved one, the loss of a spouse, like in my case, you have a right to feel the way you feel. It will affect you. So really, the last thing you want to hear is that on top of it, there is a spirit that needs to be cast out of you. So I'm going to help maybe uh, separate um, the... Uh, what we are talking about here. I'm going to clarify that a little bit later on. So let's not confuse emotions for spirit. Thirdly, the third mistake we could make would be to rely too, too heavily on how we feel and our emotions. Past experiences will affect how you feel today. Your culture would affect how you feel today how you perceive things and situations and others today. Most, a lot of it is determined by your past or by things you've, you've believed, by your mindset. For instance, the sight of a knife should be neutral, but for those who have been abused and traumatized where a knife was involved, just the sight of a knife would trigger emotions. For me, seeing a knife does not lead to any, any emotional response. And that goes to show how your past can affect your current or present emotional response. And on the other end, we, have, we are told of psychopaths that never feel bad about the hurt they inflict to others. They never feel guilty. They have no empathy for the hurt or the damage they inflict to others. So really... That goes to show you emotions cannot be used to determine right or wrong, to determine if we're, doing, if we're doing right or wrong or if what we experience is right or wrong. They should not be used as a compass in our look. Our emotions should not be used as a compass in our work in life. They cannot be our source of reliance for the day, like in my case earlier with fear. They do not speak of value, the value of what we experience, the value of what we see, of, or our own value. And then lastly, the fourth mistake we could make regarding our emotions is let the emotions rule over you. God did not design us with emotions for us to be enslaved by them. So back to the two verses we used earlier, fear not, and fear not, that's in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 1. What it is, what that means is don't dwell in fear. Don't dwell in your experience with fear. All the verses on fear you can find on the Bible acknowledge the emotion, but they also invite us to receive the truth, the help, the faith we need in situations of fear. So do not fear for I am with you, for instance, says the Lord. That's an acknowledgement of the emotion, but also an invitation to receive from God the remedy and the provision for the 
situation. Be angry but see not, although is an acknowledgement of the emotion, but showing there is a point we could cross that would then make this emotion become a sin. It means we can go from experiencing an emotion to sinning. It's what we do about it, what we do from it, and then that could become a spiritual issue later on. That could lead to the enemy even taking advantage of a situation and of the emotion. The full verse in Ephesians chapter 4 says, Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not make room for the devil. That's exactly what Paul is saying here. It says you may experience an emotion, but you have to manage it. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and then, and then steward it. Because in other words, if you don't do that, you may make room for the devil. And not only does it become a sin, but then it becomes a spiritual issue, a spiritual stronghold that we need deliverance later on. That's how it can become a spiritual is issue if from lack of stewardship, we let our emotions become strongholds. So from all this and from so many other places in the Bible, we understand God wants to speak into our emotions. He has something to say about our emotions. He wants to bring them into alignment with the kingdom, with truth for freedom. In other words, this is an area of our lives where sanctifications need to take place. In the Bible, we read that God wants us to steward all that he has entrusted us with. Our finances, our body, he says we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, our gifts, and this is a parable of talents, and our time even, we need to be stewards of our time. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 16 says, redeem the time. And as well, our emotions. He wants us to be stewards of what he has entrusted us with. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says, guard your heart above all things with diligence, for from it through the springs of life. The heart in the Jewish tradition is the center of our emotions. God tells us to guard our emotions. So what can we do? How do we steward our emotions? Well, now we know we need to acknowledge the reality of our emotions. And it's very important. One of the many reasons why you really want to keep an eye on your emotions, first of all, it's going to be a good indication of your maturity in Christ. It's going to be a good indication of maybe a need for emotional healing, maybe a need for deliverance, or maybe a need for a physical cure. Sometimes, like uh, I first mentioned, uh, sometimes the uh, solution for you would be medicine with uh, addressing your hormones, address, addressing hormonal issues. So you want to you wanna really um, start acknowledging the reality of your emotions. And then you 
need to give yourselves permission to feel how you feel and to go through emotions of evil. To, to go through the emotions of it. For instance, grief. Grief is different for every single person because every single person has a different emotional makeup, has a different life experience. And therefore, in times of grief, different things are going to rise up and it's going to be different for every single person. It can be very irrational at times too. And you will find that there are times where you, you don't master how you feel and why you feel because you, you don't always have an understanding of where your emotions come from, but give, permi give yourself permission to feel how you feel. This being said, don't let your emotions go overboard. Like we said earlier, you don't want to be ruled by your emotions. Invite healing from God. Even it, if it means that 15 times a day you will have to ask him for help or ask him for truth in how you feel. He provides for all our needs, including emotional needs. It, it could be your prayer. It could be your prayer 15 times a day. God help me. God heal, heal the way I feel. Speak into my fear. Bring safety. Bring peace. Um, show me the truth. Help me to dwell in the truth. Help me to renew my mind. And then another way to steward your emotions is, is to seek and nurture the fruits of the spirit, such as joy and peace. Joy and peace cannot be manufactured, but you can decide to spend time with God, spend time in the word, and you will see, uh, you will see ultimately you will experience the fruit of the spirit. For instance, the more time you spend with Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the more peace you will experience. When Paul says to Timothy, stir up your faith, what it is, is encouraging Timothy to get past his emotions so that his faith can shine. And that's going to be the bottom line. Do not let your emotions overrule you. Get past your emotions. Trust God with them so that your faith can shine. Amen. Well, that is so true, Sylvie, that emotions are real and we do need to process them. And, but we can always ask God for help. Always. He's always there to help us. He said he will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. Sylvia, I want to ask you, if someone wanted to contact your ministry, they could reach you, Sylvie Suddeth of Ram Ministries, that's R-A-M Ministry, and it's, you have a website, it's yes. ramministry.org, yes. and it's R-A-M-M-I-N istry dot org. Correct. And you have a telephone uh, number 866-794-1948. And that's in the USA. Yes. Well, Sylvia, I always like to end my broadcast with prayer. And we know today that 
um, you and I both discussed emotions and feelings prior to this broadcast and and we're real people with real emotions and um, that continually bring them before the Lord. And I know that we have listeners today around this globe that um, have questions and, and is maybe has some struggles as you talked about grief, fear, um, sadness, and I would uh, like you to pray for them. Would you take um, a few minutes and pray for them today? So yes, please come and join me in prayer first, and then I would pray for uh, you, the audience. Father God, I repent for agreeing with the enemy and letting him play with my emotions, for believing the lies of the enemy that I should be fearful or angry, or that I would be bad and unworthy, or that it would be okay to deny my emotions. I repent of trying to hide myself from you and from others. I repent of not believing that the blood of Jesus could sanctify my emotions, that it could cleanse me from the shame of my past. I renounce all the tactics of the enemy to keep me from becoming and being the person you created me to be in jesus name amen now my turn i'm asking you lord jesus to bless the audience bless the listeners that they trust in you would increase that they would know that they know that you can be trusted with the emotions that they would learn to invite you in the emotions that they would learn to surrender this part of their life, this emotional side of their life, that they would be willing to trust you with that for healing, for truth, for realignment, and for a greater experience of your love, peace, and joy in Jesus' name. I bless each and everyone listening to the program that they would know that there is hope for the emotions, there is healing at the end of the tunnel. But John 10.10 10 says that he came to give us not only life, but abundant life. And that this would be experienced in the emotions, that they would um, receive sanctification and strength in the emotions, in Jesus' name, that they would be feeling safe and at peace, that their soul would prosper. Um, like Paul said, that this all would prosper indeed in Jesus' name. And that um, everything that uh, Jesus acquired at the cross for them, that they would get to experience it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, Sylvie. And thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments. <laughs>